Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. You may be confused because it is Monday. We are doing a fun bonus episode. Today's episode is with the Sister Diary. I love them. It's Maddie and Lauren Orlando. They're so cool and cute. And like, I don't know, they have a podcast that is also with Dear Media and we did a swap. So there's an episode um, already with me on their podcast. If you guys want to go listen, you definitely should. But it was just so fun because they're sisters and there's a pretty big age gap. So I just loved sitting down and talking with them. It's also so interesting to me because they come from like a pretty heavy like social media family. So it was cool to talk about all of that as well as like this is like Gen Z. Also, I just want to say, guys, I made a very weird realization. I'm actually technically a Gen Zer and I've grown up my entire life thinking that I was a millennial, but technically I'm 22 and I'm technically Gen Z, which I just feel like I don't identify with. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not as good at TikTok as I, as I should be. You know, there's a lot of things that I feel like I'm lacking in, in the Gen Z area. So maybe I should work on that because it is true. I'm sure a lot of you guys are probably also confused because you are also my age and you're technically a Gen Z and you've always been told you're a millennial. So here we are, everyone. As always, we have a Facebook group. If you guys have not joined the Facebook group, you are missing out on the party. So many people have become friends. We edit each other's photos. We talk all the time. I said this in my last episode with Whitney Port, but you guys are actually like FBI agents. It's really, really impressive. But anyways, I've been loving that. I've also been loving the I Love You So Much podcast Instagram. I've been posting really great content. It's like great product recs, book recs, good photos, fun episode stuff, some Dolly Parton stuff. Like what more could you want? You know what I mean? So you guys need to go follow that. I'm also going to be doing a giveaway on that Instagram with Cover Lab. So the phone cases that I have, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys have seen them like the big KP one or I have one that says Ken's they're custom. So anyways, total random tangent. I wasn't even planning on saying that. I just remembered that that is next week, hopefully. If not, it's a week after now that I don't know. It, it should be up soon, but it will be on the Instagram. And I believe five lucky winners are going to be able to get a custom phone case. And these are the phone cases that I always use and I love them. And you guys will too. I'm not going to make this intro super long just because this is a bonus episode this week. And we have another one coming up on Thursday as always. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Go check out the sister diary if you guys have not already i love you guys so much and let's get into the episode hey guys hey, hey. 
I am so excited to have you guys on. Besides, okay, sis, I think you guys are the first sisters I've had on. Oh my gosh, oh we my love gosh. that. <laughs> so we fun. Okay, do you guys want to do a little one minute background on yourselves? Ooh. You want to start? No, you can go first. <laughs> Why is it so hard to talk about yourself for I know, a minute? It's the worst. Okay, Lauren, go. Okay, so I started on YouTube when I was around eight years old, I think. And at the time, I just went to a normal elementary school, and it was just something that I did for fun with my other sister, Darian. And then over the past few years, it's kind of evolved to be what it is today, I guess. So now I am still making YouTube videos, but I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. And just recently, we started... Maddie and I started a podcast called The Sister Diary, which we do together every week. And we give advice to like our audiences, mostly young girls, I would say. And so we talk about health, fashion, beauty, pretty much anything that a teenage girl might be interested in. Okay. And I'm Maddie. Did you say your name? Oh, I'm Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Maddie. I'm 23 and Lauren's 15. So That's like kind of a unique element of our podcast that we are so far apart in age. We're both from Toronto. I went to university for four years. And then since graduating in 2018, I've been doing some social media stuff. So I do YouTube as well. Sometimes we have the podcast, obviously, and I have a clothing company called Artless. And yeah, I think that's it. That was not a minute, but gives you kind of an idea. Oh, no, that's perfect. I actually started on YouTube first, too. Like, that's kind of, I don't want to say my main thing. I feel like the podcast and YouTube are kind of equally split now. Okay, I have one question, though. When you're eight years old uploading to YouTube, like, were you editing videos or were you just straight up uploading <laughs> well, I worked video with files? My like, older, what did that I say like? worked. Like, at the time, it was not at all work. Like, Even It still really not isn't. Not but, at all yeah, work. at the time, my sister was helping me. I think yeah, she was, like, she was, like, yeah 13 or 14 she was like probably. 14 so probably she was also at the pretty time. young but I would yeah. sit in front of the camera and she would basically like she kind of told me what to say if we're being honest like she came up with all the ideas she edited everything and yeah she basically did everything except yeah she basically did be in front of the camera in front of the camera yeah I think it was through the years with Johnny O which is our brother and we basically it was just like a compilation of home videos if that wasn't the first it was one of the first at the beginning they were all very family related I would say yeah I guess that's important to say too our brother is a singer he's only 17 but he started on YouTube when he was eight so then when Lauren was eight, which was like a year after that, so he had been on YouTube for a year, then she was like, oh, I want to do it too. But he was the first one and they just did it like as a fun hobby. What is it like being in such a kind of like social media family? I mean, there's a lot of dinner conversations about business and YouTube and TikTok. Like we talk about TikTok so much. It's kind of weird. I feel like sometimes it's hard to turn off like it's a lot of work all the time but it's good because our parents are super supportive but they're not actually involved like my dad's a lawyer so it's nice that we don't work with him but he's always there for advice and stuff and yeah I don't know it's I think it's cool like we definitely have a yeah I would also say that I I would say at times I feel like it's completely normal like it doesn't feel like we 
I don't know, have so much of our lives online. But then I think about it and I'll go over to my friend's house and I'm like, what do you guys talk about at dinner? Like, like university? What? I don't even know. Just definitely not pop culture, which is what most of our conversations are about. Which is what most of our conversations are about. I think it's so cool. It's very, it's so sweet even. Like you have, it's almost like having a shared hobby with your family, but obviously like mm-hmm. to a really different level, but it's just mm-hmm. like having something yeah, that kind of sure. bonds you almost, you and know? It's cool because yeah, for sure. And it's cool because we work together on the podcast and stuff. And then our other sister and our brother are like a team together. And so we all kind of do our own thing. But it's nice that we're in these groups and then, I don't know, like our, our parents are always there. They love to come to stuff and like be involved. So yeah, absolutely. it really is like a whole working group thing. together, if you want to call it that, has definitely led us to spend a lot more time together, which I think has brought us all closer, especially since Maddie, you're 23. And Darian, our other sisters, 22, I think, changes every year. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, but yeah, I think especially when your sisters are done university and it's like most people don't see their siblings as often as I do and my brother and the, our whole family oh yeah we're feel so honored you're so lucky <laughs> so honored oh my gosh that is so cute let's get into hot seat some of my favorite questions okay the first one what is the best purchase you've made under 100 dollars in the past six months <laughs> I just got the okay so i just got the bella bangles i don't know if that's how you say it but and they're just like really pretty ankle weights. I'm sure you've seen them if you have Instagram or are into working out. Yeah, so that is the best purchase I've made. I just got them and I'm obsessed with them. What color did you get? Yeah, I can only find white. Yeah, well, I yeah, can't I say them. that mine are ankle weights, but I have been spending a lot of time on TikTok recently, which I feel like most 15-year-olds could relate to. But one thing that I've seen a lot of on TikTok is it's kind of weird to – like it's when you're explaining it it's like the attraction to it's kind of weird i had no idea what you're talking about blue projector thing Mm -hmm. that you aim at your ceiling and it like projects this blue it's called a nebula and it's like there's there's stars i don't even know it's supposed to be like bringing the sky inside i guess and i got that the other day and it's so cool i'm actually obsessed with it and it's kind of like the led trend but a little bit different I know what you're talking about. At first, I thought you were talking about something else. And now I know because so many, a lot of my friends actually on YouTube, they all have that in their mm-hmm. rooms and like swear by it for movie nights and stuff. I was actually thinking about getting one. I just made like a whole like movie room in my house. So I was like, this would actually be kind of perfect. It's basically, it just makes your ceiling. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's so fun like though. Stars. It's That's pretty cool. That's basically what it does. It's cool. Okay. Next question. I know you guys will like this one. Who is your Ooh. favorite TikTok follow? One person that I followed super recently, who I just think is super funny, and I think she's just a bit older than me, is her name's Alex French. I don't know if Mm. either of you guys know her, but like she's pretty normal. She went to high school until, I guess, recently when everything moved online. But like, yeah, she's just she makes super funny videos and some dance stuff. And yeah, I've really liked her videos recently. Well, I was trying to think of something unique, but I'm going to say Charlie, obviously. (laughs) Everybody knows her, but I just think all of her videos are amazing. She's so innocent and cute. Like, I just think she's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's very, like, wholesome almost. Yeah, so wholesome. It's just so, like, cute, you know? 
I'm literally only 22, <laughs> but I think I'm like 40 at this point. Everything that I watch on TikTok, I watch like all these recipes. I randomly gotten into like cleaning hacks, <laughs> like so, like such a different mm-hmm. like niche of TikTok that I didn't even know existed. But now I'm like, I so I think I'm Martha Stewart over quarantine. Like this has been my biggest hobby. Yeah. And I like started doing like book recommendations <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I think I'm 40 and I'm literally 22, but it's like a very different vibe of TikTok. Okay. Last question. Um, what is your favorite current song? Ooh. You're going to have to start th- this one. I'm literally the worst because I never listen to music. I only listen to podcasts. And my siblings think it's the weirdest thing ever. But I don't know. I just... Okay, do a podcast then. Do okay. your podcast. I love the Skinny Confidential. I know that's like a podcast that most people already know. But I just think all of their episodes are amazing. I literally listen every week. So I would have to say the Skinny Confidential. Yeah, and I listen to a few podcasts, but I would say I would used to be the same way as Maddie. I never really listened mm-hmm. to music, but now I've started I've started like just playing music when I'm in my room, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we were missing out. But mm-hmm. I would Maybe. say Ooh, okay, an artist that I really like and like kind of like all of their songs is Jeremy Zucker. Again, this is kind of funny, but I think <laughs> I think one She's of his songs say got popular on TikTok, and I think that's where I found him. But I love his music, and then always Shawn Mendes is like the love of my life. So anything he puts out is my favorite. <laughs> I have seen Shawn Mendes in person in LA. I think, honest to God, like thirty times. I don't know why. I like there have been have been days where I will go to a coffee shop in like West Hollywood, and then the next day I will go to a coffee shop in Burbank, and I ran into him twice. Like. I don't know why I see him all the time. It's so weird. That's really weird. It's absolutely bizarre. And it's normally at coffee shops, but it's like, (laughs) it's just literally the weirdest thing ever. Okay. So since we have, I mean, we're only one year apart, but obviously there's an eight year age gap overall. I wanted to do a little portion of like what I wish I could tell my younger self. So that can be like whatever age. Who wants to go first? I know this is a hard hitting, heavy question. Mm -hmm. We love asking our guests on our podcast this question because I feel like when you're out of high school, there's so much that you look back on and realize or like I thought so differently when I was that age and everything in high school seems so important and like literally the end of the world and then you realize like it doesn't really matter that much. Well, I would just say that even though I am young, I think having older sisters and well, I'm the youngest kid, youngest sibling by like a few years. Mm-hmm younger than our brother John but then from you guys obviously there's like an eight seven eight year age difference so I think having older siblings has really kind of given me a different perspective than most kids have when they are going through high school so I would say that one thing that I think you've told me and also maybe our dad is that it's basically about friends and about wanting to pursue your dreams I guess and so basically if there's something that you really want to do but you're worried about what other people will think about it or like whether your friends won't be supportive of you I think what you always say is just to go for it and whoever supports you those are the people that you want to be surrounded by anyway those are the people that are I guess like your actual friends so sounds cheesy but like just pursue your dreams and don't let people hold you back from doing that Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like what I wish I knew in high school Probably that like drama and stuff that goes on really doesn't matter. Like I probably thought about high school five times since I graduated. And I just think 
like friend issues and whatever it is like boy drama it all seems so important and it makes me sad when girls reach out to me and are like I'm in a really hard place or I feel so badly about myself because it's hard to know yourself super well when you're that age I feel like and so like naturally you don't have as much confidence as you do as you grow up like I now am way more confident than I was when I was 16 for sure but I wish that I knew that then like just be yourself and stop trying to be the same as everyone else around you. And I think that's what makes you unique. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can really feel like your true self. And that's when you actually feel confident. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I think everything obviously feels like the biggest deal to you at the time. I think even as you get older, it's easier because you've already gone through things that you know, you've already had the experience of knowing that things pass and it's Mm -hmm. not going to end up being this like detrimental life thing I think in middle school and high school you haven't really necessarily had those experiences so it feels like the end of the world to you because it's like the world as you know it you've never Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like your first trials your first like insecurities are popping up boys are coming like it's just a lot I think for me I would tell myself to relax and I think I would that will probably always be my advice for (laughs) my younger self like even at 80 like that will always be my thing because it's like I started social media at like 15 16 and then I ended up moving out at 17 like things happened I think I was just so ready to grow up Mm. that I like missed out on a lot of things like I wish I was just more present when Mm -hmm. I was there you know like Mm -hmm. I really liked my high school I liked my experience I graduated early but I wish that I would have been more present and like I know that me at 16 like I wouldn't be listening to me anyways yeah like I'm just talking (laughs) to like a wall you know but I wish I could just tell myself to chill I was so focused on the future and I feel like I missed out on a lot of things that I wouldn't have I didn't even need to miss out on Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. that's so interesting I think it's different when you're on social media and you, you have a job from a young age because you definitely don't fully appreciate your life then. And do you move to L.A., right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm living in Texas and L.A. right now, but like I'm in Texas because, you know, COVID. So Yeah, I just think like when you move to L.A. at a young age, too, it's not real life. Like you're not a normal 17, 18 year old. Yeah. So that makes sense. But it's definitely so hard to tell yourself that because when you're a teenager, Lauren, you don't listen to anyone. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> no. Well, okay. You're not wrong. And I fully agree with you because I'm kind of the same way where I'm always like, oh, what's happening next week or at the end of this year? Like recently, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited for summer. And Maddie's like, stop mm-hmm. living for summer. Like yeah. just, you know, like be more present, like you said. And I think that's something that most teenagers could probably learn. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, I'm still trying to learn that now. So I think it's great that you have that advice now. Or like if you're listening to this and you're younger, you can take that and understand it because I'm 23 and I'm still trying to be present and I don't want to be 40 and then look back at myself now and be like, wow, I should have enjoyed my life when I was 23, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like I look back on things and I'm like, oh, that would have been so much better had I actually like mentally been there, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I even look past, I look past certain experiences that I feel like I kind of either skipped or like missed out on. Mm -hmm. And not that I like live with regret and I'm like really missing these things so much, but I just wish that I would have almost been like more, not even that I wasn't grateful at the time. I think it was just like, this was like the new thing and I was so passionate and I loved doing it and I was able to like have all these cool experiences so I was so ready and I've always been like 
so independent. So I was so ready to like have my own place, whatever. Another thing I would tell myself like moving out because I moved out straight into like an apartment, like quote unquote real world. And Mm -hmm. I went to college. Like I did the whole, I'm in, I'm finishing up right now, but it was one of those situations where like I moved straight into an apartment. And so I didn't have like, I don't want to say that the luxury of a dorm in the sense of like dorms being nice. I mean the like safety net that like college kind of provides. Yeah. Like I was straight into that. So not that I would have changed that experience, but I think specifically like I remember our parents telling my roommate and I like you guys want to get a pre-furnished apartment and we were like no 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 like we need our apartment to look <laughs> so cute because it's on camera like you don't get it whatever blah 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 and then you end up wasting so much money on all this like furniture because you're not getting stuff you really like yeah you're only you know what I mean and then that was just a waste of money that's a random very practical one but so if you true. when you're really young if you're not going to invest in furniture move into a pre-furnished place it would have saved me so much time and money very true I literally bought like Ikea furniture, which is individually not expensive, but it adds up. It's like thousands of dollars on uh-huh. furniture. And then I don't even know where it went <laughs> when I moved out of my like my school apartment. Like, yeah, definitely a waste of money. I'm taking notes. Please do, Lord. Okay. What do you think is like, it doesn't have to be the all time best piece of advice you've ever received, but what kind of comes to mind when asked that question? Hmm. You can go first, Laura. Our dad always gives us so much advice. So I feel like it's so hard to choose one thing. Do you want to go first? This one's all you. Okay. Well, I feel like something that I'm really trying to do now is it actually relates to what you said before, but like live right now for today. Because I feel like I, before, like during this whole quarantine thing, I was just looking for the future or like looking to have like hope in the future maybe um and then when you realize that there's actually no future and there's nothing predictable in the future it's like causes a lot of stress and anxiety so I feel like that's a piece of advice I would give myself now and I'm still really trying to take is just like live today and like have a great day today instead of being like this sucks and having a negative mindset yeah just like there's no real future right it's just like the only thing that's actually real is today so that's one thing that I always am trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's really good, actually. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice. And I think that's <laughs> I think that's also like what I was saying about how instead of always spending all of your time looking forward to the next big mm-hmm. thing. Again, I think that that is like related to being present. And, you yeah. know, um, so I definitely agree with that. I think. One thing that I will forever be working on is not stressing the little things because I'm kind of the worst when it comes to that because Mm -hmm. to me, every little thing matters so much. Like, I think I'm just, I'm definitely a perfectionist and I just, I also just worry too much, I think. And so that is something that I will be continuing to work on is just seeing the bigger picture sometimes and like realizing that every little thing not being perfect isn't the end of the world Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of other advice um like that our dad has given us I think one thing that's interesting is that you can do literally anything like the thought of that is so interesting to me because I feel like everybody has these limited beliefs because of things that they've been told or things that they believe about themselves so as soon as you kind of conquer your mind and realize that your thoughts control everything, you can actually accomplish anything. And I think that's really, really cool. 
Yeah, I think my um, I'm very close with my parents as well, especially like in a business sense. My dad, yeah. like he doesn't do anything business related with me, but I always go to him for advice. So I like love hearing. I want to start a whole series on my YouTube channel where it's like ask my dad because mm-hmm. I, he really gives the best advice ever. Something that comes to mind um, for me, there's this one conversation that I probably referenced on this podcast like 20 times in the past like year and a half since I started. It basically I was given this analogy. It's you hear the whole stay in your lane thing and like, you know, it's like overused. It's kind of like whatever. But there was this like kind of they kind of I don't even know how to describe it. But basically you think about if you're driving on the highway and you know how you're always trying to like change lanes to get into the fastest lane mm-hmm. always in nine times out of 10 that actually slows you down. Yeah. So and then on top of that, you like can hit other cars. There's a lot of things. Whereas if you were to just like stay in your own lane and not focus on the cars around you and just focus on like you yourself, what you're doing, what you're passionate about and kind of stay in like your grace zone, you're going to go so much further. Mm -hmm. So it was just the idea of like staying in your lane. You don't need to look at what other people are doing. You don't need to look at what other people are saying. Obviously, I think it's good in the sense of like inspiration, but like no one is you and also in a digital age where things are changing all the time I think it's just really important to like have kind of your vision not that you need to know what you're going to do for the next 10 years even Mm -hmm. but I think it's just important to like have your vision and like just focus on your own lane and then like obviously I think it's really important to celebrate others as well but just don't let that be something that holds you back you know yeah there's a very fine line I think especially with Instagram because Instagram is just so like not real there's a fine line between inspiration and then it just doesn't do anything for you. It actually makes you feel worse about yourself. So I think following people or consuming content that actually is inspirational to you, but then at the same time, posting stuff that you actually feel like relates to who you are, that is always the content that you feel the best about too, because it's like, this is actually me. So if you like my content, then you like me. Like, you know what I mean? You're not forcing it. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. 100% and I also think that sometimes by looking at what the people around you are doing I think one you end up comparing yourself to them and then that doesn't end well for anyone and then also I think the other thing is that especially when it comes to social media and creating content I think that by looking at what everyone around you is doing it kind of can stop you from like producing content that's unique and that Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that your viewers will be able to see that too. I think people know yeah. what is authentic to you. Yeah. And they'll be able to tell if you're just doing something because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. And there's only so long that you can like fake it, you know, you kind of have to be yourself because I just feel like like soon people will catch on and then they won't actually like you for you. So there's not really a point of that. Or even worse, people won't catch on and you'll build an audience of like 20 million doing something you hate and you're stuck in that forever. Like you Mm. can't, the chances of you really branching out and like still doing as well is just, and this translates to just like, I think friendships and stuff. I think it's better to have like quality over quantity. Like I think it's better to have a few close friends than like 20 distant friends that don't really matter Mm. or not that it don't really matter I don't like to say that but like you don't have a close relationship with you know like I think about it in the in terms of like social media and the more I found personally the more honest and vulnerable and like real I am on in my vlogs or in my podcast that's the more connected people feel 
So it's like bigger than a number of like listens or views or whatever mm-hmm. that might follows or whatever that might be. It's like you're actually creating like genuine community where people are actually going to fall back. And even business wise, they're way more connected to you. They're going to yep. buy your product. They're going to buy what comes out. Like they're going to like follow what you have to say. And I think like nothing beats like the actual community of that. And even if you're not someone on social media, like same thing goes with like friendships and relationships and stuff. It's just it seriously isn't worth faking it to put on this like weird like not weird but this persona that just isn't you that you think other people are expecting from you mm-hmm. you know like there's chances if you think people are expecting it from you that's probably already out there you know yeah it's so true I was actually just talking to one of my friends about this and she doesn't do social media stuff but I was just explaining to her how the number of followers you have doesn't really matter because if you're a person who doesn't share anything about you then your audience will not feel connected to you so if you put a product on sale, they're not going to buy it. Like my example to her was like girls that just post pictures of their body and have like a million guy followers. Like those guys aren't going to buy your product. They don't know you. They don't care about you. But you could have like, say, 100,000 followers who love you and know your personality, know your family, which is why I think like podcasting and YouTube is so good because people have that connection with you. And then even though your audience is like one tenth of the size, you can actually sell a product or whatever you want to do like you have that community and I think that's so important and a lot of the time the people with the smaller like it's just the smaller close-knit followings like not even a lot of the time I would say nine times out of ten have a higher conversion rate which just means like sales essentially yeah so that's another thing I think like it's almost like normal life kind of mirrors business like especially in this where it's so personality based and so like you know we're so connected and stuff and I think it's just I don't know I think it's like a really cool thing to like be yourself and obviously people are going to connect and relate to Mm -hmm. that so I think that's also something that's like important I don't even think it's a lesson that you always learn young I think more often than not it's a lesson that you learn like way way later on okay so I wanted to talk a little bit about just kind of like the business side of like what you guys do assuming you guys have teams right yeah, well, we're with DBA, okay, which cool. I'm sure you know. Um, and then obviously Dear Media. We kept most of the stuff within our family for a very long time. We just signed with DBA recently. And my sister manages my brother, kind of. So we do try to keep as much in the family as we can. And Maddie was my sister there briefly. I was. <laughs> After I, I graduated university, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm really into this stuff. And it was before I was very comfortable, like, posting my life online. So I, yes, was Lauren's manager. (laughs) That's actually so fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Do you, with your clothing line, like, specifically, how did you kind of get that up and running? Oh, my God. Well, it's been the longest process of my life. It's still not even finished because, like, everything that's going on right now, everything in L.A. is shut down. So, Basically, I had an idea for a clothing line. The first collection was very, very basic. I just wanted to get some very simple pieces on sale. So I was able to do all the designing and stuff myself. And I had someone help me. She's like a graphic designer. So you make tech packs, which are basically like like technical drawings of clothes. So I like told her what I wanted. She sketches them up. And then I brought that to a... I guess they're like a full service clothing manufacturer. It's in downtown LA and they helped me with development. So I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but no, get detailed, get detailed. Okay. I guess first I showed them the tech packs and then I had someone help me with sourcing fabrics. 
So I knew nothing about fabrics at the time because it's like something that you really don't know about until you get into this process. So she helped me find fabrics. I chose them. And then I had to choose all the trims and stuff. Like you literally have to do everything. And then they do, what is it called? Like marking and grading. So basically they make one sample and then make all the different sizes from the first sample. This whole process took like a year to get to. And then after they have that, they have everything ready for production. And that's where I was at before coronavirus happened. And then you go into full production. So that's basically it. <laughs> like So when that can actually happen. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, I mean, that's really cool. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, it is a lot of work. And it's a lot of like figuring out where, like who does what. Because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like advertised to you. It's like through word no. of mouth a lot. Like it's just so hard to find. Like it yeah. really is so difficult. I learned so much and I made a lot of mistakes, which was annoying at the time. And it wasn't ideal that it took a year to do. But now going forward, I can do it so much quicker, which is amazing. And I realized the things that I can do on my own, like instead of giving a piece of the business away, I can do all this stuff myself because I learned the process. So it was good, I guess, in that sense. Do you are you guys like morning routine people? Do you have your set morning routines or no? I would say you more so than me, for sure, because normally I get up and I'm like school right now. I have Mm -hmm. to go. But you want to explain your morning routine a bit? Yeah, I think it's hard when you're in school because definitely in high school, I didn't wake up early to do a morning routine, but now I have it pretty down because I do have time. And I guess it's nice now that everyone kind of has more time to focus on themselves. But yeah, I wake up, I make some coffee, I go back up to my room when I'm in Toronto, and then I'll journal for a bit. So I was using the five minute journal, if you've heard of that, and then also just like a notebook and I basically just write anything that I'm thinking about so that I don't have to think about it throughout the day. So it's like random thoughts in my head or like ideas that I had or just like a huge to-do list. And then it's just an easy way to stay focused on one task throughout the day too because I know that everything I need to do is in the book so I don't have to think about it. Um, And then other than that, I just like work out and that's pretty much it. That takes me to like two o'clock probably. (laughs) Then we hang out. I feel like my morning routine right like right now just in quarantine I feel like I do my morning routine I'm typically like I wake up I read I journal I go work out I make breakfast shower get ready and at the end of that I'm like ready to go back to bed like my <laughs> levels of exhaustion from doing literally nothing in comparison to like my normal schedule is really mm-hmm. packed I feel more tired than ever and I'm not doing anything like I don't understand like I'm working from home but like I know why am I so overly exhausted I don't get it I feel that I don't know I used to wake up at six for school and that is just mind-blowing to me because I try and wake up at eight and sometimes I sleep through my alarm like I genuinely don't know how I woke up two hours earlier yeah I know it's weird too because we all work from home usually well like Lauren goes to school but So I thought this wouldn't be much of an adjustment, but for some reason, it's still like emotionally kind of draining. Yes. I thought it wasn't going to be like that big of an impact just on my day to day Mm -hmm. because I worked from home. Yeah. But I am so used to like going to like some sort of like 
meeting or to the studio or whatever all the time and then also like going to go work out I because I'm doing I'm finishing school online and then I work for myself so everything I do is on my computer Mm -hmm. and it's from home right so I'm like really big on early morning workouts at like group classes and stuff because it's like some sort of socialization before my day Mm -hmm. before me being by myself all day but now I'm like oh my gosh no, no 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 like I'm really I'm really in this on my own you know yeah maybe it is that thing like being alone that makes you feel exhausted I think yeah. I wasn't living in LA alone for a bit and I was always tired, even though I barely did anything. Like I didn't leave the house that much. I think it's, yeah, being alone is hard and being with other people energizes you. That's true. Cause I am, well, I always thought I was like an extrovert and that's it. But mm-hmm. now I think I'm, what is it? The ambivert, the one that's oh, in the yeah. middle, yeah. extrovert, introvert. I think that that's what I am now because I've almost gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable being alone during quarantine that I don't necessarily know like I feel like you're either so ready for social interaction or so like kind of afraid of it and I feel like even though I'm so loud and so outgoing I'm almost kind of afraid of it like I feel like (laughs) I've become more introverted through this it's so weird but normally I get all my energy from like being around people and all that stuff like Mm -hmm. I like groups classes stuff like that I don't know it's so different okay I wanted to end off this episode with just like a rapid fire of like think of it as like a master list of your favorite like products and content to consume okay 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 so uh, number one what is your current favorite skincare item Mm, I love everything from Dr. Barbara Sturm but specifically the face cream I would say there's a serum by Sunday Riley called CEO Glow (laughs) and I've been using that one recently and I feel like I'm CEO glowing (laughs) You are CEO glowing. Thank it's you. such a good product. Like, yes, it is astronomically expensive, but it is <laughs> True. so good. Like, I honestly think that that's one of those that is worth it. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like it's that's how passionate I am. Okay. <laughs> um, next question. What is your current favorite series? Like Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Oh my God. I literally haven't watched one episode of TV since it started. So I'm would, the worst. I would say Outer Banks is like, I recently watched it and- it was pretty entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Different genre than I would normally watch because mm. it's like kind of like there's some mystery adventure stuff in there, which normally isn't my thing. But I thought it was pretty good. I was hoping you would say that. Everyone <laughs> keeps talking about the show. I haven't watched it. I've only watched Little Fires Everywhere completely over like eight episodes over quarantine. Like I haven't watched any TV at all. So I'm always I'm like just like you. I can't ever answer this question. Yeah, I can't talk about TV or music. People are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and you're like I'm sorry I'm sorry okay next one um favorite clothing brand I love Danielle Guzio yeah I agree (laughs) see I'm super basic brandy okay no I'm gonna say Aritzia which Aritzia is good okay you do know what that is because it it's Canadian I think Mm -hmm. but I think it's it's recently moved to the U.S. we have it in the states okay yeah so Aritzia very good for like basics jeans pretty much sweaters and stuff I love Aritzia, especially the TNA line. Like mm-hmm. literally yes. half of what I wear is Aritzia. I'm very, is that the hoodie? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The boyfriend hoodie. Yeah. I wear the boyfriend hoodie and the boyfriend sweats like all day, every day. I have one. Oh my gosh. I'm going to send you a photo. I have like the lime green yellow set. So Ooh. it's what you're wearing, but like the matching pants and it's lime green. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> like everyone obviously like makes fun of me when I wear it, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so um, what is your favorite like Instagram follow? Okay, I would say I mostly just follow my friends on Instagram. Like, Maddie, I think you follow more 
Mm. Like more interesting, like, okay, not more interesting people. That's not what I was <laughs> trying to say. I love my friends, but like, I think you follow more bloggers and just. Mm-hmm. Okay, one sec. <laughs> She's looking through her following. Okay, have you seen the account subliming.jpg? Yes. I love that account, love. which is just like such beautiful artwork and like all the quotes really hit home with me. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. She has, like, interesting following. Other than that, it's, like, mostly people that I know, but I love that account. I'm also a big fan. Oh, yeah? So, you have your friends, and then we have the quotes. Yeah. <laughs> love a good quote. Nothing like it. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, Can you let them know where they can find you? Mm-hmm. So, our podcast is called The Sister Diary, and the Instagram for that is The Sister Diary. Mine is at Maddie Orlando. And mine is Lauren Orlando or Lauren Orlando 88 on Instagram. Thanks. We recorded a podcast swap. So we also have an episode up on their podcast as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you guys have not already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Join our Facebook group, the Instagram, all that stuff. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you guys on Thursday.